this is a reflection of an uh, this is another out, output of the industrial um, mechanistic way of approaching organizations uh, but how can we create more of a, a living environment, uh, something that is really dynamic and fluid and organic. This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels and part of the DB&A television network available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go business storytellers. How's everyone doing? Hey, today we want to talk about leading or rather unleading. Um, how do we build those relationships and actually um, move things forward. Um, Celine Schillinger is the author of Dare to Unlead. You can uh, scan the book right there, the code. We are also live on Amazon. So everything you see around me, you can find uh, directly in the Amazon carousel. If you're not watching on Amazon, please uh, feel free to search for Christoph Trapp on Amazon and you should find um, you should find my storefront pretty quickly. Of course, uh, Celine's book is there as well. Talking about books really briefly as Marketing a Good Career is now out. Currently today, I don't know why it says $0, but if you're watching this live, it's pretty close to $0.99 for the Kindle version in the United States this week in the United Kingdom next week. So don't miss that opportunity. You can just scan that right there or click on the carousel in um, on Amazon if you're watching us on Amazon. As a final note, before we get Celine on the show here, I do want to mention uh, once again this year, I am judging the Content Marketing Awards, uh, which are held by the Content Marketing Institute. So make a note that you can enter the Content Marketing Awards uh, at contentmarketingawards.com. Uh, I think that's in another month or two um, to submit your best work in the last year, last 12 months, something like that. So, but let's get to today's topic. We want to find out about how do we build those relationships as leaders. Command and control does not work as well anymore as it used to. So how do we unlead and what the heck is unleading? Celine, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Christoph. I'm thrilled to be here. Really appreciate you making the time. Now, you know, it's always interesting to me. People uh, say, you know, here's how you have to change to lead. And, and the way you do it is you have to unlead. So tell us, yeah. what does that even mean? What does it mean to unlead? And why is that an important topic today for leaders? So this uh, this idea comes from the field, actually. It comes from a long practice, long experience in the corporate world. Uh, it, it's um, a world I have experienced uh, i've been i've been in many many years actually close to three decades and throughout my experience in various business roles um, in global roles as well um, i've sort of observed how obsolete leadership has become in a way huh? the the way we think of leadership as um, you know, strong, self-assured, um, larger-than-life kind of people, uh, pulling, you know, leading others, uh, getting followers, uh, etc., behind them. Uh, this thing has 
become, in my opinion, um, completely obsolete. It is no longer adapted to the people, the consumers, the, the citizens, the workers we have become. Our society has changed dramatically, but uh, we tend to cling to this old uh, approach uh, to leadership. And I find it pretty detrimental to the business, to organizations, to people as well. You see this uh, enormous trend of, you know, quiet quitting, but this is just a new name for disengagement, which was already there and growing. Um, and I believe there are other ways to lead human collectives, uh, other ways based on uh, maybe a new approach to leadership. What does it mean to lead in the 21st century? And I think it's uh, that there are very different principles behind leadership today. Very interesting. And don't make me go down the rabbit hole of quite quitting at the end of the day. <laughs> Uh, quite quitting, in my opinion, is just you doing the job you're hired to do. And especially in marketing, and I talk about this in my book, is marketing a good career as well, is you know what? You, there's, you could always, you could work 24 hours a day. At some mm -hmm. point, you have to call it a day. You have to move on. You could do one more thing. You could do one more live stream. You could have one more meeting. You could, you know, whatever. Um, people are doing their job. But what I'm interested in spe specifically when it comes to this new way of leading, or maybe you're not leading, but how do you, um, you called it, I think the other, there's other ways to lead. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that? How do we kind of yeah. learn those ways? And, um, and are you still a leader if you're unleading, I guess? Mm. I believe you're very much a leader. I believe leadership is um, in essence still very much ne needed, obviously. However, it is based on a whole different set of principles than the ones we may have considered in the past and which have served us until recently. Uh, so I approach uh, things under the um, with three main principles in mind. The first one is um, revolves around liberty, around autonomy, around freedom, creating more freedom in the system rather than less. Uh, you talked about command and control. We, we all know it is uh, uh, it is passe. Uh, we, we need to let go of that. But what's, um, uh, what's coming next? Is it chaos? Is it everybody does what they want? No, of course not. Uh, there, there's, there needs to be some uh, coherence and organization and all that. But I believe for this, we need more agency, not less, more um, accountability. And accountability can only come from the people themselves. That's why creating more uh, opportunities for autonomous judgment uh, in the organization is not um, hampering performance. On the contrary, it's an enabler of performance. So that's just the first principle. And it starts with oneself. It starts with... Um, seeing the system, seeing what we personally maintain, perpetuate from old practices, which uh, are no longer useful, you know. So what do I need to change first before I can try to, to change anything in the system, right? So that's the first principle. The second principle is a principle of equality, equality in diversity, I would say. The uh, usual patterns of domination and submission that abound in the workplace have become obsolete and, and counterproductive, really. And uh, the idea is to um, leverage the uh, more networked approach 
to work and to the, the, the flow of information so that uh, the, the whole organization can benefit from its own diversity rather than restrict it. And finally, the third and last principle is one of uh, together, chosen togetherness. How do you keep the network together? How do you make it stick together? Not through extensive bureaucracy, structure, etc., but um, by creating this, um, by inspiring this, this willingness to be together, to do things together, and that's what I call fraternity. Over um, overall, there's this is generating, but also this is conditioned <laughs> to what I call relational leadership or engagement leadership, which can be defined, uh, in other words, as a collective form of leadership, a collective form of leadership based on uh, the, the the ability of people to create relationships. That is to um, to be able to connect with people who are different from them. It's easy to connect with, you know, someone like, like us or someone, you know, who looks or sounds familiar. But how is it, how easy is it to connect with people who are very different from us? And that's, that's where the, the new uh, challenge, I would say, is, right? How do we cultivate, develop, nurture a sort of a relational fluency? Right, this capacity to connect with in diversity, and I think this is not uh, less work than the current, you know, strong man or strong woman leadership. It is more work, uh, but it is a sort of more of a self-effacing kind of work. You know, once you've uh, enabled a super strong collective that is so strong and so well uh, working so well that it can work without you, well, then it. It's time to move on and continue and go pollinate other collectives. That's my uh, my view of uh, effective leadership in the 21st century. You, you know, it's interesting to me. Certainly, liberty and togetherness uh, helps content uh, content strategists, specifically content creators, mm -hmm. to to create better experiences, right? Because you have the the ability to think about it. You're not just picking up a drive through order and saying, "Hey, make this look pretty, um, make this sound good, whatever." But you're mm -hmm. You can be really creative and you can figure out how do you solve a specific problem. But the problem I see sometimes, and maybe even the first time I led a team, well, maybe not the first time, but but definitely the second time, perhaps, um, you model your behavior on the people that, you know, you grew up with, the leaders that you saw previously. Um, here we have uh, Martin Boyle. He is, I think he is sharing our conversation, tagging Joe I'm not going to try to pronounce that. Ducaro. I don't know. It looks like a French Martin. name. Ducaro. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, really interesting conversation, Martin. Really appreciate that uh, for you to jump in. Uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to ask them in the comments. That's super easy to do. Um, just ask the questions if you're watching on the live stream here. We're going to just throw up that ticker here for a while. So, um, but we model our behavior based on what we know and what we see. And there is still a lot of that strong man or strong woman. I'm the leader, follow yeah. my lead. I mean, literally yeah. that's, it's all, you know, that's literally in the title. Uh, so how do leaders adjust? How do leaders learn? Because at the end of the day, companies are still hiring supervisors, managers, people to lead a team, right? So, yeah. so how do we, how do we make that work? Yes, uh, I believe it starts. That's where why I say it starts with oneself. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, if we keep 
expecting the company to change or the CEO to change or HR to hire different people or things will never happen. Let's start with us. You know, how do we um, include more people, for example, in our decision making? The best content marketer, the best, uh, the most creative person in the world has his or her blind spots we all have right so how do we and the best content and i've seen that a, a gazillion times in the corporate world the best content falls on on people who are more or less receptive and sometimes not receptive at all because the content just seems weird uh, it just seems odd not you know in line not not um, yeah not not in resonance with people's lived experiences and so my my challenge is uh, i mean the question the challenge i offer to content marketers in particular is how can you instead of creating content creating all the content which you think is meaningful and relevant how can you invite people to create content together and together with you uh, how can you enable more people to become great at content creation because then the process of creating the content themselves and in, in together with others uh, generates this authorship which is the key element of engagement People own what they help create, right? People own what they help create. This is one of the key principles of this unleadership uh, model, I would say. It's, uh, and um, th this is why I believe that the, the best skills at, you know, content generation, strategy design, whatever, uh, weighs little as compared to the invitation, uh, the, the collaboration, the um, engagement skill. Because uh, again, the, the, the best strategy, uh, the one that will be a, a, endorsed, that will generate engagement by people, sustainable engagement, is the strategy or the content that will have been made by them. Because by multiplying, by creating, by inviting this diversity in at the very earliest, uh, the, the early stages of creation, of design, etc., um, reduces the risk of blind spots, but also it creates more like, relevance, relevancy, but it also uh, adds to this element of engagement through authorship or ownership. And it's sustainable because that way you also generate more empowerment and new connections throughout the system, which makes it uh, extremely um, productive and effective. You know, just a friendly reminder for anyone who was invited to the live stream or you're, uh, you know, you heard about the live stream, the replay is also available on all the social channels. Uh, it stays here. So wherever you see the live stream, you can watch the replay as well. Well, you just mentioned, Celine, when it comes to owning whatever you're creating is, I mean, I know plenty of examples from my lifetime where people didn't want to leave a job or didn't want to leave a certain place or whatever, because, oh, but this is my baby. This is my mm. project. I own mm -hmm. this. Now, mm. I know some, you know, executives might say, well, see, it's not just about paying people money. Well, you know what? Pay people correctly and, and appropriately and, and give them raises and whatnot. But, you know, there is something to be said about that because people, when they feel an ownership in the creation, whatever it is they're creating, um, maybe that's one way to keep them engaged, to have them stay with the company for a longer time period. 
I believe so. And, you know, interestingly, it works across cultures. Uh, I've been involved in global projects uh, across regions as different as the US and India and uh, France, for example. And in all those regions, people share a common desire to be respected, to matter, to matter for the business, to and to, to act, to contribute to something bigger than themselves, right? And we can tap into this energy, uh, which is too often, and I really don't know, don't understand why, left aside. This is a huge potential of growth, of, uh, of success, of uh, customer care. Of, it's a fantastic potential for performance. Uh, and uh, you don't get that by hammering people with messages, right? You get that by, by creating real lasting since authentic opportunities to collaborate to join the project and not just you know once in a while through a, a mere focus group or whatever it's by really rethinking the decision making in your organization so as to involve more people like the people who are supposed to be affected impacted by whatever decision well invite at least a representative sample volunteers open up to you know goodwill uh, in your so it's a bit um, challenging i'm aware of that right uh, but the reward is so much higher than the, the current approach, which is, you know, extremely uh, uh, lean and focused and based on uh, small teams. And we can be agile and we can be effective still uh, in a model that involves a lot of people and that involves a, a flow of uh, engagement, participation and conversation. It's this continuous you know, sense making, collective sense making, and a sense of of authorship and ownership that needs to be nurtured in in the living systems that organizations are. You know, what I always find interesting about leaders when when they first get into leadership roles, right? They want to direct, they want to tell people mm. do this and do that, yeah. and be very very specific. One trick that has worked pretty well for me is instead of telling people exactly what to do, tell them mm. what the goal is. Here's what we're trying mm. to accomplish. Here's what we're trying to do. And that's actually a very good way to get people to think about it and own mm. the problem and, well, and yes. own the solution as well. Yes, correct. And I would I would even challenge you, uh, Christophe, and say, <laughs> can you go like one step uh, further uh, in that and invite people in the sense-making like so that collectively a decision is made on what is it we need to do and why right what are the conditions what are what's happening uh, what are right even before a decision is made on what needs to happen that is uh, that is creating so much more engagement and uh, it's really it can be really useful and helpful however it requires the leader or the leaders to accept to being challenged themselves, right? And that's not easy. That is not easy. And But what's interesting is um, how do people, how do leaders get there? How do leaders actually um, figure that out to, to have that discussion and let people do that? So here we have Simon, um, Dukert, Simon hey. Dukert. That sounds like a German name to me. Maybe it's Simon yes. Dukert. I don't know. Good old Drucker's management by objectives. How does that fit 
So, How does that fit? Hey, Simon. Hi, I, I, I know Simon. We've met in conferences. Um, I am. Um, I know we, we owe a lot to Peter Drucker. He said so many wise things early on. However, I think it's not just that. It's not just management by objective. Uh, I think it's, uh, again, deeper than that. It's about involving people so that together we think about the objectives, right? Rather than just telling people, okay, that's the objective and now you do what you achieve them however you you want in the the way you best uh, you best think uh, is is relevant here here i would say it, it, again it's a, a bit deeper than that it's about thinking of um, um, creating this uh, focusing on the social capital of an organization first and foremost as the um, the, the, the performance enabler, what will make it work is those um, deep and, um, and strong connections all across the system, this, all this network of trusted relationships. So how do we create that instead of the very siloed organizations we mostly have today? Uh, how do we, which are, you know, in, inheritance from the past and which uh, Peter Drucker rightfully um, said that they needed to evolve how do we uh, connect reconnect how do we connect the system to more of itself in all sorts of different ways and not just through project teams for example because this is uh, again uh, uh, this is a reflection of an uh, this is another out, output of the industrial um, mechanistic way of approaching organizations. Uh, but how can we create more of a, a living environment, uh, something that is really dynamic and fluid and organic? You know, so I've been working a lot with volunteer teams, for example, volunteer networks and um, not just for the small stuff, but really for the important stuff, for performance, for strategy, for content, for communication approaches and so on. And uh, I would I can only recommend to work along those lines because they are so effective. Yeah, it's just so interesting to think about how how do things evolve? What do we do? How do we make it work? Uh, really briefly, let's talk about equality. I know you have about 30 pages in the book about that topic. And, you know, how important is equality? How does it actually work in uh, on these teams? Um, and why is it important? I mean, when I when I uh, saw that chapter, I thought about what Michelle Nagomi was on the show, you know, and she talked about, you know, I don't care if you're in Iowa or not, where 90 some percent of everybody is white. You need diversity you need different trains of thoughts it's not just mm. about th different races necessarily but it's about different life experiences how important are those things to actually make a model like this work yeah that is a, it is a critical point christoph uh, in inequalities in status and in access to information uh, those uh, domination relationships and and obedience they have become impediments to uh, performance in a, a complex world, in a fast-moving, uh, fast-moving world where um, customers' expectations are more diverse than 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 ever, and so we need the whole system to be intelligent, to be the, not just you know a few 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 executives at the top or a few experts here or there. We need the whole system to understand the complexity and to relate. 
well to the diversity of the external world. Um, and that's why we need to let go to, to remove as much as possible those domination and submission relationships in the system. It is not it is not because you are a senior exec that, that you are more clever and more, um, uh, how can I say, relevant than a frontline worker. Both are extremely clever. Both are extremely relevant. We are all experts in our own context. So the, the, the key is here to connect those different pieces of knowledge right to make each other see uh, to make people see each other recognize the value of each other and work with each other i give you an example in uh, all the projects i work in i work with uh, cross sections of the enterprise with with people belonging to different levels working together it, it rarely happens honestly it, it is very rare and yet every time i do it i work this way it is enormously effective people um like it is it's an eye opener <laughs> for people at all levels why because usually we just you know stratify uh work and be in organizations work you know solve problems layer by layer they, they they rarely achieve this you know diversity of views and that's a pity everybody has different perspectives and certainly it helps us enjoy the ride better mm -hmm. i mean that's that's uh, for certainly for sure, that is true. Yeah. Now, uh, Celine, tell us really quickly here in the last 15 seconds or so, how do people connect with you? How do they work with you? Um, and, you know, who should reach out to you? All right. So they can find me on my website, uh, weneedsocial.com. I'm on all social media as well. And yes, I work with organizations for training courses, workshops, uh, bespoke consulting work and more. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.